On PM Express tonight, a big conversation that has ensued over the last 48 hours since the president appointed three new members to the Electoral Commission. The questions around the, uh, uh, our desire, constitutional desire to guarantee the EC's neutrality has come up and civil society organizations have spoken in the wake of the appointments, but also the NDC in particular has voiced some concerns. We need to ask the question tonight, does the partisan affiliation of members of the Electoral Commission matter? We're asking this because it has come up before, um, since Afarijan, post-Afarijan really, uh, each of the commissioners that have been appointed, issues have been raised about uh, suspected or sometimes overt uh, partisan affiliations by the political parties, uh, and, and some of the members even, but particularly the appointments that were done and confirmed with the swearing in of the, of the, of the president of these individuals, uh, by the president of these individuals a couple of days ago, for the first time in a long time, has brought in civil society organizations to conversation who say it is time to take a second look at the mode of appointments. So let's get through to why this has become an issue uh, now, because now it is not only speculation. People are now beginning to produce some evidence to suggest that at, at least one of the individuals appointed is overtly partisan. Well, these are the three um, members who were recently uh, sworn in by the president to the Electoral Commission, and uh, I'll go through each of them very shortly. Now, uh, Dr. Peter Apiahene is the key individual around which a controversy have revolved because we now know from those close to him, from pictures we've seen, from videos that we've heard, we've watched, and audio clips when he was, you know, before now, um, very active in the New Patriotic Party in the Bono region, uh, to be very specific. But if you look at his background, he definitely qualifies according to the Constitution and also his, his background and work that he's done. Because he used to be an assistant, uh, an assistant professor uh, with over 10 years of working experience in the computer science industry and academic institutions. He's currently the head of the Department of the Science and Informatics at the University of Energy and Natural Resources. And I must tell you, as part of our research, I have spoken to him before on PM Express in the heat of the uh, pandemic because he had done some research uh, in that area. And we thought we should invite him then in that capacity as an expert who's done some research to share his thoughts in that area. So there is no doubt that academically uh, he has a track record. The issue that has been raised is the establishment of the fact that he used to be a patron of, the, of TESCON at the University of Energy and Natural Resources. Now, um, the NDC in particular and CDD uh, had made the point that that overt political affiliation and activism in the past raises fundamental questions. Not necessarily constitutional questions, but questions about uh, perception that you know it's very critical when you're going into an election with stakes that high, right? And so that has now it's been established. He's talking to multiple people who know him and the videos that we've seen is uh, is made as a, as a, as a Tesco. And a Tesco, by the way, is the NPPs, the governing parties youth wing. You find them at the tertiary institutions across the country. It's the, it's the uh, party vehicle for mobilizing youthful uh, student support for its political and partisan causes. And so it used to be a Tescon patron. And then it, you, you, this is a picture that I'm pretty sure possibly if you follow this, 
you would have seen circulated by those who knew him and had worked with him and sometimes even the uh, NBC who wanted to prove the point. Um, and this was in the early 2021 January. I'm saying January because what we did was to do rever a reverse search just to be sure that this picture is authentic. I will, will, will tell you, we also used it. We, we, we also use um, uh, forensic analytical tools just to analyze. So we're not, we want to be sure that this has not been doctored. Um, it hasn't been because it was generated by you know, MD, MPP activists uh, just after the party won a second term when people were campaigning for you know, party stalwarts and activists to be giving a hearing when it comes to the you know, Bono regional uh, minister considerations. And if you do a, re a reverse search of this picture, you will find in January of 2021 a lot of MPP activists, particularly in the Bono region, who you know, had taken sites, you know, as far as these six people are concerned, um, some of them were campaigning uh, for him actively and sharing this picture and, and talking about his contribution to the party uh, in the, the region and they were urging that the president should consider him because of the work that he's done at the TESCON level and in the community uh, as far as the MPP's progress is concerned. And so that's, that's what we established there uh, and this picture proves the point for many who have looked at it. And just to make the point, so we, we, we put this through the, um, the, the forensic software and, and this tells you whether or not this picture has been has been doctored and is fake or not, and it shows that um, the, the chances of this this is what we call the uh, error level anal analysis, looking at the the error levels to check you know, to give you a good sense of whether the picture has been faked. It hasn't been faked, and uh, as the multiple sources have said. And then you come to Reverend Equal for uh, blotting. Many of you possibly would have heard of her uh, on Asase Radio, but also I mean doing her work. In, in the ministry, but importantly, she comes to do with some pedigree when it comes to the electoral commission, right? Because she used to be a member of the of the United States Trade Advisory Committee to Africa, but also the advisory committee of the electoral commission uh, of Ghana. So that is important. So she's done some work there. There hasn't been any uh, particular concern about her appointment because, as I say, if you look at her her pedigree and coming to this. She has some pedigree coming into this conversation and going on to the electoral commissions, um, you know, as a member of, of the commission. I know many have, some people have said, have raised issues, but it is hard to pin anything on her. And you, you, the record speaks for itself. An advisory committee member of the EC already, and so why not a, a member? And the president believes he, she, she deserves to be there. And then there's Hajia Salima Ahmed Tijani. And again, we've seen... You know, people have gone to dig into her background. Who is she married to? Is the person she's married to linked to the uh, MPP? And many are already speculating um, a lot about you know her affiliations and connections and who she's related to that have links in the MPP. But on the face of it, you see her, her pedigree. She's a banker with close to two decades. Uh, she's a senior remittance officer uh, at the ADB. She is a member of the Chartered Institute of Bankers. And so she comes to that. Now, one of the things you need to note, though, is a constitutional provision that specifies what you need to qualify to be or, or a, 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 an electoral commission uh, uh, member, a commissioner, or a member of the electoral commission. And all of them, they qualify. They qualify because in the appointment of this, it has to go through um, the Council of State, must advise if the president says he's done, and the president says they approved um, their nomination. So there's no constitutional question um, around this. And this is the point 
that I wanted to make to you. I have other constitutional provisions concerned, a chairperson, two chairpersons, and four members. And that's why uh, they, have been, they have been appointed. But the constitution is, is very clear as to um, what, what you require to be there. And, and it simply says you cannot be a member or, a, on, or on the Electoral Commission if you do not qualify to be a member of parliament, right? And so that is, that is a key point. You can be there, and if you can, unless he is qualified to be elected as a member of parliament, and that, that's a constitutional provision. And if you have to go back to what the constitutional provision says about being a member of parliament and apply it to all of them, and when you do the check, you will see that there, there isn't, you can't you can go and fight this in court and win. But remember, the elections is about uh, integrity. It's also about neutrality. It is also about... Um, questions about fairness and, and whether you're biased or not and what the people perceive that to be because that's what fuels the tension that we see going into elections. So the CDD's argument, for example, is if you have somebody like that who has an overt political history, affiliation with one particular political party, then all, right, all of a sudden you're setting up the EC to be in conflict with the opposition party. And that, you know, and, and Mr. Brampa, the program manager at CDD, makes a point that it is in the interest of you know, ensuring that the process, it seemed to be fair, that that appointment is reconsidered. And we'll come, we'll come to the conversation shortly. Um, but the president made a very important point. Apart from this quote, the president says, though, uh, you almost, it almost as if the president knew this will come up. And he made a point, very exciting. I'll get my guests to chip in on that when I sit down. And he said that elections are not at all about the individuals who are on the commission. It's not all about the, the chairperson, the deputy chairpersons, and the members. It's not about them. He says it's about the people who cast the ballot. It's not about the accounting. It's not about those who sort out the, the ballot papers. And so, I mean, you, you, it's just not an issue, in essence, for the president, because it is a, a case of the voter and your exercising of your, of your franchise and not necessarily about the individuals, regardless of whether they are colored or not, it is a case of you going there and casting your ballot. And that's the most important thing. I'll get my, my panelists to chip in. It's a bigger conversation than just this one. Tonight, the former president, John Dramani Mahama, had actually proposed now on the back of this controversy that when, if uh, he, he, comes, he comes into power, if he gets elected, he has proposed tonight, just a short while ago at the, at the national briefing, that he will amend uh, the constitutional provision and make the appointments to the Electoral Commission subject to parliamentary approval. And he, he believes that is his way of fixing uh, the challenge over the years that we've seen any time somebody is appointed to the Electoral Commission. We'll ask my guests whether they believe that is a way forward, subjecting our appointments to the Electoral Commission to parliamentary approval. And that, you know, architecture itself will be constitutional and one that we need to look at. We'll come back and have a good conversation on this. Stay with me. Alex Sebefia is with the NDC. You know him, former minister under the John Muhammad administration, minister of health. He's a director, NDC International Relations Directorate. Also, Henry Nanabwache, Nanabi, you know him. He's the national organizer of the New Patriotic Party. Both gentlemen joins me via Zoom. Dr. Asante is a political scientist. He's a senior lecturer with the political science department at the University of Ghana Political Science uh, Department. Thank you very much. If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. 
Accenting your landscaping, mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden, mulch, mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in store only. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. Uh, gentlemen, for your time here on PM Express. And I guess I would like to start with you, uh, Mesa Segbafia. Um, just a short while ago, uh, the, your flag bearer, Asparant, uh, and former president, uh, John Mahama was speaking uh, at an event at UPSA, and he commented on this. Uh, he obviously condemns it, and then says the solution to the problem is to amendment of the constitution to make the uh, EC appointments subject to parliamentary approval. You believe that, and we've illustrated this already, so there's no need to go back there, but if you may, that because of the, the one of the individuals known previous affiliations raises issues. What about the argument that there's nothing unconstitutional about it and the president has just simply discharged his prerogative? Good evening, Evans, and good evening to my co-panelists as well. I think that uh, it's so obvious, I don't even think it needs to be debated. Um, it's clear that in a situation like this, it's imperative that partisan colors for certain positions in this country should not be overtly or cannot be overtly shown to have been demonstrated in the past. Because it means that on every decision that person is involved in, it will be scrutinized 10, 15, 20 times more than it should be because there's already a fear and a belief that that person doesn't approach it in a fair manner or a neutral position. And that, whether right or wrong, is the perception that is created by allowing somebody who is clearly overtly partisan, but is coming into a position of a referee to actually hold such an office. I think it's so obvious that I don't know why it keeps being done. It has the ability to threaten our very democracy. Elections in Africa are some of the most tense periods in, our demo in the democratic dispensation of countries. And any step you take that is going to heighten that tension is not advisable within the African context. It was done with Dr. Bosman Asari. And when a statement such as the NDC is a threat to Ghana's democracy from a referee. It shows clearly that we, as a political party, do not trust him to be dealing with matters pertaining to a game of this nature, if I can call it a game. And therefore, to bring in another person at this stage to join him and others is a bit unfortunate. It sends out a message that the president does not intend to have a level playing field. It tells us that perhaps the Council of State, who are complicit in this, should be a little bit stronger. And I'll go a step further in saying that the constitutional review must look at how the composition and how and the powers of the Council of State 
should be used because if they are going to be simply a rubber stamp, then there's no point in them being there in their existence. This is so obvious, it's so clear. I don't even know why we are even debating it. Mm. He uh, should not be allowed to uh, Alex, stay with me. Nanabache, uh, you've heard the complaints of the NDC. I, I know you've had some time to reflect on this. Uh, what's the position that you, you articulate now? Sorry, Nana, please unmute for me. Um, Ivan, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hello, Ivan. I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, good. Uh, um, good evening, and uh, good evening to uh, my co-panelists. Um, let me, first of all, make this fundamental statement. That I have been National Youth Organizer for the New Patriotic Party for four years. I am now the national organizer for the new patriotic party. The said nominee or the appointed person, uh, uh, is it Dr. Apiahini, even is it Dr. Apiahini? Yes, Dr. Apiahini, yes. He has never been a Tescon patron. We have a list of Tescon patrons. And the same chorus was sung by the NDC. Very unfortunate. And then my senior, Alex, is again repeating it. I recall that when Dr. Boswanasari was appointed, I was then the national youth organizer and I've been strong party activist all these years. And I've worked with the youth base of our party all these years. The only times I heard of Dr. Bosmanasari is when you call him into your studios and then you make his uh, views and comments on matters of national um, character, right? So I mentioned, I recall that I mentioned that I don't know Dr. Bosmanasari to be a test patron. Yet still, the NDC tried so hard to hang it around his neck. And yet, by repeating the same thing here, the third person who's been appointed is has never been a test on patron, and I'm even surprised that you events you've run a certain commentary and you've concluded already. Look, when you come into our books, we have a test on rules and regulations, and we have procedures and how one can be a test on patron. And you have already established in your studios that the person is a test on patron, and I find it very weird and very unfortunate. He has never been a test on patron. And I have been national youth organizer for four years, and I'm saying there's an authority. So for me, it is on, it, I mean, this whole um, 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 editorial you just did, Ivan, is very unfair because I don't know how you came and how you concluded that he is a testimony patron. So, so let me let me tell you then. He I has mean, never been. A let, let, let me tell you then. I mean, remember that we will definitely not do this if we haven't double-checked and triple-checked. We've spoken to uh, people who, who had worked with him, uh, family... And I'm saying that your checks are wrong. Just a second, just a second. So it, it, is, it is the word of the multiple of people, including relatives of his, who we've spoken to, very, very close relatives who we've spoken to. And no, the, 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 is that relative? Uh, you uh, cannot uh, just throw uh, it around. Uh, just, just a second. You know what? I'm telling you that... Just a second, I, because you said, I mean, if you don't, if you may, I'll, I'll allow you all the time to, and just to establish that, uh, and beyond that, the, the, the videos that, in terms of his affiliation uh, to the party and his activism, it is undoubted. 
in, in the Bono region. I'm, I'm not sure he himself would, would doubt his uh, activism in the party in, in the Bono region because there is very a lot of evidence uh, online and in the community about the work that he's done. Uh, and, and it's all over the web, actually, if you, do the, if you do the forensic work and speak to people. So that is, that is where this is coming from. It is really checked and double-checked. So that is why I'm saying, Evans, you are wrong for you to have said that you can conclude that somebody is a Tescon patron. We have processes. He is never in our books as a Tescon patron. I mean, you can say that, yes, again, my checks that I have run, he has been invited by students. He has affiliation with some students who are Tescon. It doesn't mean that he's a Tescon patron, but that's what I'm saying. On your platform, you have categorically stated that he's a Tescon patron, and I'm telling you that you are wrong. So the fact that you've made some contacts close to people and then say that maybe he has some affiliations with some members of Tescon does not make him a Tescon patron. And that is what I'm pointing out to you, that the editorial you just run is quite unfair because he's not a Tescon patron, and I used to be national youth organizer. And his name is never in our books as a Tescon patron. That is why I'm, I was also referencing the fact that when Dr. Bosman Asari was appointed, similar chorus was sung that he was a Tescon patron on the University of Ghana campus. And again, I was a national youth organizer then, and I told people that he has never been a Tescon patron. Well, we don't. We don't so know about. We don't know about. We don't know about. We don't know about Boxman. We don't know about Boxman Asari. But on this, I don't dispute, and I, don't, I will not go back and forth on this, but I, what we've done is what we've done. Multiple sources have said. You've just said that, um, based on your checks, he's, he was invited by uh, Tescon. I mean, I'm interested in that. I mean, because I think the, the bigger com conversation we are having is about people with known political affiliations and overt activism in the party. Um, being appointed today. And you said that he was appointed, he was, uh, please clarify that for me, that he was associated with the Tescom and they've invite, he was invited to oh, participate yes. in an event. I have, I have had a lot. Yeah, I have, I have had. You know, it happens both Tescom and Payne. I mean, they can invite a lecturer who has expertise on a particular subject matter. In this case, we know his expertise. Right, it doesn't make him a Tescon patron. And Tescon is a body of students. They can invite him on a particular topic. It doesn't make him a Tescon patron. For that, I have cross-checked. But what I'm saying is that, and I think that you need to take this from me because I'm speaking on authority, that his name is not in our books as a Tescon patron. That is it. And I brought in the issue of Dr. Bosmanasari because uh, when my senior Alex was making his comment, he inserted, uh, you know, that bit that it happened during Dr. Postman's appointment and that he mentioned it, that he was a Tescom patron and all of that. That is why I brought that in. So mm. I just wanted to make this fundamentally clear. I mean, moving on, what I think is important is that we are discussing the neutrality of the Electoral Commission. And I don't think that it can compromise in any way. And um, they have sets of rules they have their guidelines, they have laws regulating these, their practices. And 
the way that the architecture of the constitution is such that it gives the president that authority to appoint under or under chapter 7 of the constitution article 44 43 44 45 talks of the electoral commission now and the qualification criteria is also spelled out clearly that to be appointed as a member of the electoral commission you should qualify to be a member of parliament is also clear that is also not <laughs> down the mandate of the president to appoint a member of the electoral commission would clearly give anybody who would want to oppose the president that sense that the president is not being neutral and the person being appointed is not a neutral person. Why? Because the appointing authority is the one who is doing the appointment. But that has been the case. So for me, I don't think that this issue of neutrality will come in. And I expect that the ones that once he's been appointed is, is a professional person. I've read about him and I've checked, I've cross-checked his background. He's a professional person. He's competent. And clearly he can discharge his work and he's going to, for me, uh, be a very neutral person. I think that is where the argument should be. But uh-huh. this issue of people trying to, you know, crowd this whole conversation along the lines of partisan nature is quite unfortunate. Yeah, Again, I mean, he's let, not let, a let, let, let me let me he's ask you. Let me ask you because of the um, you know, clarity you've brought to this. Knowing what you now know and the fact that you've made the point that I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go with what you said because for the sake of argument that. At one point, the Tescom, you know, uh, members found the need to get him in, um, and, and the records are there to show his activism um, in, in the party in, in the region. I, I ask you this um, because, obviously, you've been on the other side as in opposition before. If John Mahama say had made an appointment like this, and you had found the things you know now as, your, as, a, as a national organizer or had come up, do you sincerely would say that you wouldn't have any questions to raise about that appointment when he's going to the Electoral Commission a year before a major elections, if you were in opposition? Oh, they are entitled to these comments. Nobody is... Good. Grudging them, and they are entitled to make this comment. All I'm trying to say is I'm trying to lay the facts back. Yes, if I were in opposition, and if the appointing authority is uh, the former uh, president, Mahama, obviously you raise questions. I mean, when Madame Charlotte say was appointed, some of us raised uh, one or two issues. I recall, so you raise questions, but the fact remains that is a person qualified. Is the person's appointment an illegality? Is he against the constitution? Uh, does the person satisfy the qualification criteria? If that is the case, yes, you can make any other um, um, auxiliary points. But the fact of the matter is that the person is qualified and the person can discharge his duties without fear or favor. And I expect the person to be neutral. Look, we have had instances where some justices. Um, um, of the Court of Appeal, Supreme Court, before, way before, we have had Supreme Court justices who have been uh, parliamentary candidates for political parties before, and they, uh, they are yet appointed, and then they come in into, and then discharge 
their duties without fear or favor. We have had so. I mean, we call recently, I mean, um, the um, General Secretary for Ghana Medical Association also recently resigned, and then he is contesting to uh-huh. be on the NDC's ticket. Uh-huh. Let me let me be frank. Anytime I listen to him, you would have the sense that you are listening to somebody who is very fair, neutral, and who is fighting for a cause. You can never take away that thing away from the former General Secretary of Ghana Medical Association. Now, he resigns and he's contesting on the ticket of the NDC. So, because he's contesting the ticket of the NDC, all the good things that he said, or how he's performed his duties out of that element of neutrality, then today I can come into your set and say that I take everything out or whatever I hold. I, I, I mean, I hold him, I hold, I, am, I, I have him in high esteem. So all the things that I've said about him, because now he's contesting on NDC ticket, I've wiped everything off. That is not the case. Mm. All of us, one way or the other, will have, you know, that kind of affiliation here or there. But the most important thing is that the person qualified, yeah. that is the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, right. so but then you raise, then you raise, see, an, I raise he, an important point. I am just, also... Just, just, just briefly, um, and just, this is just to make the point, to put in the bigger context. You make the point. We've had this in the past. And keeping them honest, Gabriel Skopaman, for example, was appointed to the Supreme Court. We know before that he was the General Secretary of the PNC, right? Um, I, I think John Muhammad did the appointment in 2015. Um, so, I mean, just to track that, that history. But the final question to you before I bring in um, uh, Asante. Um, uh, to the bigger question, uh, Nanabwache, does the previous known political affiliation of a person matter in an appointment to the Electoral Commission, considering that they are to be referees in an election? Does that matter? Um, I don't know the level, but you cannot. You can certainly not appoint Nanabi if you if the president appointed Nanabi. As a, as a member of the Electoral Commission, obviously, I would even decline accepting that. It's not. For me, um, I would be very, very, very frank. As a national youth organizer, I've mentioned, you people may try to say that he has some affiliation because maybe he knows this person. And then I think I saw even a poster where people had also put his name out as seeking to be regional minister. Um, so because of that, people would created that sort of inference. But for me, I think the level of affiliation is key. My level as national organizer, practically, yes, I may qualify, but it would not be proper for you to appoint Nanabi as a, um, a member of the Electoral Commission. But for me, I, I, I sort of find it very difficult to determine where it is, although maybe you can pinpoint and say that he has a little bit of affiliation. But look, the fact of the matter is that I rather place his qualification, I rather place you know, it's competence far above this marginal affiliation that you have actually created. But if it were to be Nana B, then obviously it's so clear, it's glaring, and then you cannot just put this person out as a member of the Electoral Commission. Okay. Uh, Dr. Asasante, what's your, what's your take on this? Uh, very interesting conversation. Uh, good evening to uh, Evans and then my co-panelists and viewers. It's very interesting. Um, one, if what Nana B is saying is anything to go by, then we don't have a conversation that uh, the gentleman was never a Tescon patron. That is one leg of the conversation. The other was that um, 
uh, according to um, your people, your checks, that is politically exposed person. That is the crust of the matter. If indeed he's a politically exposed person, then um, you, you, you cannot put such a person onto a body that is supposed to be independent and neutral. Because anything that the person does, whether that... If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. Accenting your landscaping? Mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden? Mulch. Mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro Premium Wood Mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in-store only. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. At Rocket, we know buying and selling a home is a lot. Rocket has a way to help with that. When you sell with Rocket Homes, you can get up to $7,000 back after closing. Plus, you can buy with Rocket Homes and finance with Rocket Mortgage to get up to $10,000 cash toward closing from Rocket Mortgage. We know, it's a pretty big deal. And one you can get only with Rocket. Visit onlywithrocket.com to get started. For purchase transactions only, must lock rate between 331 and 831. Call 837-ROCKET for conditions and restrictions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Person means so well. People will read meanings into that. That, hey, uh, we don't trust this person because he's tinted, he's colored and all that. So it is for the integrity of the commission and the work that they do that uh, framers of the constitution and people who develop uh, such concepts for, uh, you know, election management bodies that you always want to have people who are neutral. Neutrals are very critical because um, of the work that they do because each party is you know eyeing for power and that if they feel that somebody is put in a certain position that uh, creates problems for them obviously they will voice out uh, it's a very tense business and that you don't want anything to mar the process so um, what we want to ascertain is that is he a politically exposed person that question, I think I want my brother... Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just, just okay. I mean, Nanabi said before, you, just before you came in, he used the words marginal exposure, marginal affiliation to the, to the MPP. Does that qualify, uh, disqualify him based on the criteria of neutrality? If, taking um, Nanabi's own word, marginal affiliation with the party. How marginal? That's a very difficult, you know... A term that he has used. How do you, you know, assess, right? Because in politics, um, I find it very difficult to understand what he means by what marginal affiliation and all that. If you're affiliated, you're affiliated. It doesn't matter how. Sometimes you will not be on a political platform. You will not be, um, you know, at the forefront. But you are behind the scenes doing a lot to support uh, the party in its activities. Do you call it marginal simply because nobody has seen you in the campaign rally and all that? It's a, double, a very difficult one. But what we are saying that we want to jealously safeguard the electoral commission and its work. And that is why it is incumbent upon all the political actors to make sure that the people that we put there, they are people that uh, the whole country accepts as neutrals. So that what they do there, at the end of the day, what comes out as product of that election process uh, will be accepted by all. Because any doubt, any misgivings, 
anything that raises eyebrows will compromise the system and it creates a lot of problems. We have seen it in Africa, uh, Latin America, and a lot of places. And that is why those who are saying uh, not they are not per se looking at the, the person and attacking his persona and all that. No. But they want to be sure that the person who is going to be put on this all-important all body is worth his salt and that he'll be able to deliver as a required of what the laws and then the procedures and norms associated with the workings of that. That is all. It's not that people uh, doubt his competence. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he has gone through the mail and that he's fully developed and he has what it takes to discharge his duty uh, as an officer of the commission. No doubt about that. But we are talking about anything that will undermine the process. Mm. And that comes from what? Being partisan. And that is where the problem is. Uh, uh, Alex, um, Nanabuache says he will place an emphasis on competence and then the constitutional criteria. Is he competent? Does he meet the um, does it meet the constitutional criteria? Shouldn't that, in, in, in our honesty, be what we focus on? Um, Evans, the fact of the matter is that the defensive posture of Manabi in the first place, coupled with your opinion, says the story completely. Because, as Dr. Santi has indicated, it is not, you, you, you are trying to now say, oh, he's not Tescon, therefore he's not. He is politically exposed. He is known as a person who has strong leanings towards the MPP. In fact, in my opening, I didn't mention, and if I did, I stand to be corrected, I didn't mention Tescon. I went with what you had said because your opening had even given us the background. And that's why you went for it. Yeah. I was more just interested in the fact that this is somebody who, like Bokunan Asari, is, was known to have strong affiliations with a political party. And whether you, any way you twist it, whether you say it's marginal and you want to put a definition of marginal, it is for everybody to look at what is out there and, and decide, is this something we should be doing to ourselves as a country when we should be having neutrality in positions of this nature? And I'm saying it's not right. The EC has enough problems already trying to demonstrate that the actions they are taking to us as a political party are based on fair and logical processes. This is not the time to rock the boat. Are they saying there are no people in Ghana who can fit this bill other than people who have certain affiliations? What is even more interesting is that three people were nominated. Why is there no noise about the other two? Why is there noise about just this particular person? So it is clear that his posture in the past is clear for all to see, not the other two. You said it in your opening. But what it does is that people now begin to dig the other two even more because of what they have found on the first person. And that is unfortunate for them because in reality, they have gone through based on competence, as you said. But when you have such an affiliation, which is so 
at the forefront of it. And people have to come and defend it in terms of whether or not you belong properly or you don't, or it's marginal or it's not marginal. You've already, as far as I'm concerned, failed the test, as far as that goes. And I would humbly suggest to the president that that particular appointment should be withdrawn. But we all know that he's not a listening president. So we say it for the purposes of record, not that we expect him to do anything. Mm. Nala, what do you say to that? <laughs> um, I, I think that um, we, are, we are shifting the goalpost a bit, and um, I'm happy. First of all, we've established the point that he's never been a test fund uh, um, patron. I mean, that is so clear. Uh, secondly, you see, this affiliation for me is perceived. It's perceived. And again, when Senior Alex was talking, he brought in the issue of Bosman Asari. The same thing, it was perceived. So are we saying that now perception should be also part of the criteria? The moment that you are perceived to have an affiliation with a political party, that automatically disqualifies you from being appointed onto a certain position. Is that what we are saying? I don't think so. Look, and then again, the poster you showed, Evans, yeah. for my checks, he has never applied to the regional minister. He never even loved it. I mean, that was a poster from, I think, Space FM or so, and then they had put together people they thought that could fit the bill. He had never made any application to the presidency or to the party or anybody that he wanted to be a regional minister. So for me, all of these things are perceived affiliations. And that is why I'm saying that for me it would be improper for us to say that because this person is perceived to have an affiliation with Evans, to have an affiliation with Nana B or Alex or Mr. Asa, so that person automatically is disqualified from um, even even when in this case that is not it. Even when in this case you've seen the person at party events speaking Party people actually, and I, I said we did a reverse um, search. Uh, you see party people campaigning for him aggressively. It's a party event. You still say that so, so not matter in the consideration. Campaigning for him for him to be to be appointed. I mean, because, and they, they were attesting to his contribution uh, to the party in the region. Even when you see that. In a re it shows in 2021 January, and that there's a lot of around that. You saw something like that is what I'm saying that even all the things, all the things even you are seeing, it appears that it's not really based on some proof or evidence. It appears that it's, it's rather on hearsay, and the thing that no, is, no, no, it's, it's not. It's not I mean, it's not. No, it's not on hearsay. I'm saying that. Remember what I said. No, we did, no. did a reverse. Just a second. We did a reverse search, and that will show you the chatter, yes. the chatter, people's names. Uh, who they are and what they were saying about him at a certain point in time that's one and then the there the, are the public events which is incontrovertible i think you yourself have come i've said that he had been invited to you know tescom events that is also known and seen even when you see all that you say well it's okay disregard it and let's focus on in appointment you say that shouldn't matter oh we lost him we lost him briefly i mean but 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 to um, mr sasante you, so yeah. you see, you so you see him, and Nanabi confirms that. So let's use that. You, he's been invited to a party event. He's spoken at this party event. 
then you you see party activists actively campaigning for him in the uh, in in the reverse such uh, results that he should become he should be given the nod to become a regional minister and they say because of his his contribution but then you see the the actual evidence of him at the party event should that matter at all in in the consideration should that disqualify him necessarily um what you said there are two issues you can gain from this one is that um you saw him at um a party function where he was speaking yeah and then he says he was invited he was invited to come and speak there i want to look at it from two perspectives the first one yes he was speaking at a function and that uh, people were also rooting for him for a certain position and all that. Yeah. It could be that, yes, there's a person that people want and that uh, they believe that, well, he can do a good job if he's appointed. But the other bit is what I am interested in, that his contribution to the party yeah. and they are standing on that to, to lobby for him. What is that type of contribution? All right. If we get to know, we'll be able to do proper assessment because if he's contributing as, you know, a member of the party that is politically exposed, the type of contribution will also tell us whether he's indeed a politically exposed person, all right? But my question is that which I want to throw to all, uh, yeah, um, Nanabi, is that if this man goes through, he has gone through already. He has gone through, yes. the pres- if the president decide not to what you know, revoke his appointment, and we maintain him. And later, we have uh, what Mr. Sigrifia and then Nanabi, who are lawyers, will say the ocular proof comes out with more evidence. Would you still man, uh, maintain him in office? Uh, though he's not an appointing authority. But I believe uh, that question, Nanabi will answer that for us. If it emerges that uh, he's indeed a politically exposed person, uh, would that change the narrative? Would mm. there be a call to the president that he should take a second look? Mm. All that we are saying that nobody is in doubt about his qualification, his what competence, and all that. But we are saying that let us jealously safeguard the electoral commission and make it a true and true neutral body because the independence and the impartiality of the electoral commission uh, leads to what democratic consolidation mm. is critical. That yeah. these two variables, once you want to jettison them, I'm afraid you are likely to have problems from the political actors themselves. Mm. The parties will complain, and you go for election, the slightest problem, people will not accept results, and the rest of them. Nobody wants this. Yeah. So we always want to tread cautiously. As a wrap up, uh, Doc, let me quickly run this by you, and I'll get all of you your thoughts on this. Because MPP did complain about Charlotte, I mean, they raised similar concerns and then when madame jimensa was appointed we saw the ndc raise similar concerns and then we are having this that is a big picture to to deal with that um there's a suggestion tonight and this is one of it which is that amend the constitutional provision and make all appointments to the electoral commission members and commissioners subject to parliamentary approval is this something that you support and if not which other way can we deal with this recurring problem that we see each time somebody is appointed to the commission. What you are saying is true, because if you read the literature, there are a whole ocean of literature on this matter where people have complained over the years, depending on the party which is office and then the one in opposition. They, they, they just change polls and all that. But uh, come to what you have said. Uh, 
the suggestion by John Mahama, I think, I have no doubt in my mind that it will work. It's a good thing because uh, the same thing like uh, ministry appointment where the uh, parliament have to what, approve or disapprove of that appointment. It has proved to be one of the best. And this started in what our things and all that. We have followed it through and it's working for us. There are scholars who have also suggested a few of them. Professor Ajuai in 1998 suggested... If you need mulch, we've got you covered at the Home Depot, where you can get three bags of Vigoro premium wood mulch for only $10. Protecting your plants? Mulch. Accenting your landscaping? Mulch. Stabilizing moisture levels and guarding your garden? Mulch. Mulch. Protect your yard and bring on spring with black, red, and brown Vigoro premium wood mulch at a new lower price of three bags for $10. Right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Valid March 5th through May 17th in-store only. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 bags per customer while supplies last. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot butter flaky croissants croissants don't really make a sound but if they did for a breakfast that don't miss wendy's is that breakfast choose wisely choose wendy's three dollar breakfast deal limited time only participating u.s wendy's select a request three dollar breakfast deal to obtain discount not valid for a la carte combo orders something which i think is worth also uh you know looking at that let us have uh civil society organizations being represented by what ghana bar association uh, Cali Bishop Conference, Christian Council, and the rest of them. And you have one or two uh, uh, political appointees from the president. I think that model is also uh, good that we can look at. South Africa has another interesting model where um, they appoint people from outside the country, competent people, people that they see that, look, they are not from the country, real neutrals, all right? So in South Africa, they appoint people from what? Canada, uh, Eritrea, and then what, Zimbabwe and all that, to form part of the Electoral Commission. If that is what we want to go, that route, I think that it can, it can help. All that we need to be sober and let us admit that these things are worrying us. So we want to deal with the problem head on. Head on, and yeah. The Muhammad let, let, suggestion uh, for me has triggered the whole conversation. Yeah. If we don't want any of one of this, this has served the, the test of time over the years where Parliament approved nomination and all yeah. that, and we are all for let, it. Let me get, Nabi, so, I mean, clearly, NPP have also had issues in the past. Um, if you're looking at the big picture, what would you recommend? So that the next time, maybe, you happen to be in opposition, um, you wouldn't have a basis to complain anymore because possibly you left a setting architecture that makes it impossible for these concerns to even come up in the first. So what, what, what recommendation would you put forth, you know, as we make this democracy better? Oh, yes, I mean, I think that uh, this is a progressive uh, subject and uh, um, all of us can put our hands together. Um, if, as a nation, we think that this constitution has said that so well, now we get to a point where we think that these are some of the adjustments we can make constitutionally uh, to make our progression better, we can go that way. My problem is uh, sometimes... Uh, the messenger and then the message. I heard you say that the former president is advocating for a uh, certain addition, especially in terms of the layers of appro- our approvals, that while the president appoints, then he would rather prefer that uh, um, it also receives parliamentary approval. As 
sometimes I, I get a bit amazed. And you see, the president lacks that credibility to be posing these things, the former president. He's been president before. I recall when he uh, recently uh, mentioned that he was going to scrap um, Gracia. This is somebody who promised that in 2015. He could not do it uh, six months down the lane. He rather put together a team to review the Gracia. He's asked, and then he says that he's chopped the money. He's now a pensioner. So you see, sometimes uh, coming from the former president, I, I, I don't think that, for me, I would place uh, so much importance on it. I think that, but as a nation, all of us can put our heads together and, and to be thinking along this line. But I think that the president, rather, the former president, rather, is trying to cash in politically on some of these things and then making these um, uh, promises because he, he is a presidential hopeful or presidential aspirant. But for me, he lacks the credibility to okay. make inside proposal. He's been there before. Yeah. He's made appointments before. So why is it that the time that he received um, um, or he got these appointments, right, he uh. had the powers, he had the constitutional mandate to trigger yeah. These amendments, he never did so. Yeah. He rather made some appointment as let, well let as me, a president. Let, let me give a bite. Today, mm, he's let, telling us that when he becomes president, yeah, yeah let, let, me, let me give a quick uh, 30 seconds to um, um, Alex on the, on the big question. Alex, what, what would you recommend? Ethical and professional norms have been able to assist us throughout the period of the Fourth Republic. And this has been applied by most presidents. We have seen a stretch of these norms beyond our expectations as a people. That is why we have to look at constitutional amendments even closer now. And that this recommendation is just in line with other independent bodies that bring people to be elected. And I think it's a laudable idea. Okay. Nanabi should look at the idea and not the person who is sending it. Is it a good idea or is it not? <laughs> if it's a good idea, <laughs> say it's The message is important. No, not at uh, all. Not, okay. not on a, we are talking about a No, no, no. Sometimes the message is important as a message. It's clear in our country we have a problem with this, the election of EC officials. This is not a proposal that is new. It has been said before. Different platforms by different people. President Mahama is reoccurring some other people's, including himself's, view. Is it a good proposal or is it not? Mm. Yes, you will say, yes, it is. But I like uh, Dr. Santi said, there are other things we can also look at. Yes, but he, he, you can't, it's stuck in your throat. You can't even say that, look, it is a possible solution. In the same way, I have been able to say, I have no problem with President Nanado's two other appointments, but I have a problem with this third one. So I, I can now, I can agree on some things, and I said, so Nana B, is it a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nana, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good idea, I'm saying. Okay. Where is coming from? Is that an issue for you? Okay, at least he says it's a good idea. Listen, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. I'm on PMS Press. Enjoy the rest of your evening.